Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, working on the highway. Everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically one by one. My name's Rob Carmack, and over there, that's J.B. Clark. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, J.B. Hey, J.B., we are here to talk about yet another song in which someone drives to Florida as an attempt to escape from their problems, only to have sadly ended up in Florida. Yeah, you know, that'll do it to you. That's what we're doing Get here to today. Florida. Yet another song about somebody who's like, stuff's, stuff's looking kind of kind of bleak. Getting kind of sticky around here. I think I'll head down to Florida. Oh no, things are worse. And I'm yeah, in Florida. Things are worse. And I'm in Florida. And if you're out there thinking, like, what other song has Bruce Springsteen done where that happens? Uh, it's a little song called JB, Can You Name It? Off the top of your head. Pop quiz. Uh, it's possible there's more than blank. one, but I have one in my mind. I just went super blank. From small things, big things one day come. Yep. And she From shot the guy things. on a sunny Florida road because she couldn't stand the way he drove. Nope. So, anyway, so yeah, now we're we're headed back down to Florida with working on the highway, and uh, I mean, I, I don't actually the the fates of those characters are not not too dissimilar. Spoiler alert: this guy ends up in jail. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this song the song we're talking about today, JB, is the song "Working on the Highway." It's from the 1984 album, mega hit album, "Born in the USA." Born in the USA. Not only that, this JB, is it, man. This is our final song from "Born in the USA." We're sending it out with a style. This is Bruce's, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say probably, I haven't checked the exact sale numbers. I'm going to go ahead and say by far Bruce's most successful album. You know, it's the 1984 Juggernaut. This is the album that launched him into global superstardom. Oh, yeah. And this is the last time we'll be talking about it until we do the full album recaps later on. And this so. is like, this is the cup. This is the cover, like the most iconic, one of the most iconic rock and roll album covers, you know? Covers? The album cover? Oh, I thought you meant like the, the song. Is it, I was going to say this no, is not sorry, a cover album, song. I said album cover, uh, but I might have mumbled that last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the album, the cover of the album, Born in the USA, is quite iconic. Uh, but the song is an original by Bruce Springsteen. This is not a cover song. It's an original. So, right, yes, and Born in the USA in the U.S. went 15 times platinum. It went diamond. It's a yeah. It was a juggernaut at the time, and, and we talked before about how this was this was the album that really almost gave Bruce a number one single, but for Prince's also mega hit "When Doves Cry" from the album "Purple Rain," which also sold just a crap ton of, of units. So, 1984 was quite a year, really, for for albums. If you go back and look, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff out there where you're like, wow, I cannot believe all that came out in the same year. It's just one of those those years, and "Purple Rain" and "Born in the USA" having been two of those those albums. Um, I mean, the fact that Born in the USA could be released and not be the number one album of the year, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. crazy. It I, went diamond in like multiple countries. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, do you have in front of you, what, what was the number one highest selling album of 1984? I don't have it, but I can get it real fast. Cool. That's the kind of thing I, we should have just had, but you know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it comes to you just, just too late, just a little too late. There were five number one albums in uh 84 wait they, they all sold exactly the same number of units no 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 five albums that made it to number one on the charts in 1984 oh no i meant like what what album sold the most in 1984 but okay sold oh go, go ahead and thriller tell... oh thriller yeah thriller was the best performing album of 1984 yes that makes sense which by the uh, way again purple rain born in the usa and thriller all came out in the same year 
Yeah, Purple Rain, Thriller, and the Footloose soundtrack, Sports by Huey Lewis in the News, and Born in the USA. Born in the USA spent, uh, I don't have sales, but I got four weeks at number one. Purple Rain spent from August 4th through, uh, on in, on into 1985. Jeez, for real? Were, like, it started yeah. selling in August and did not drop from number one for the rest of the calendar year? For the rest of the calendar year. And Jeez. Thriller was from January, uh, pres- presumably, I think the end of 83, maybe. Yeah, two weeks in 83. And then all the way through April 14th, Footloose from the 21st of April to June 23rd. Sports for the week of June 30th because, boom, July 7th, Born in the USA comes out. Oh, July 4th week. Oh, no way. Because we yeah. are recording this like the it's day happening. before 4th of July. So this is timely. It is. All right. Well, that's, yeah. So anyway, all that to say, the song is from the Juggernaut album Born in the USA. And again, it's our final song from Born in the USA. I said that two times in a row, so I'll have to edit that in post. But um, hey, as as a real quick fun aside, while we're doing albums, yeah, like sales, sure. How many albums, not counting the newest one because it's only been out for a little bit, do you think Bruce has had that did not go platinum in the U.S.? Okay, hold on, I'm gonna did name them. That did not go he platinum. Has, yeah, he has live albums that have gone platinum. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have even thought to count the live albums. What I don't know, I know that at the time, neither Greetings from Asbury Park nor Wild the Innocent sold very well. But I, th- I wonder, in retrospect, have they gone platinum? They're both, they've both gone double platinum. Okay, I figured. Like it, Eventually, they probably had to hit that mark. So, all right. So, the ones that have not, I'm going to go ahead and say Ghost of Tom Jode. Right, it went gold. <laughs> it only went gold. It only um, went gold. Devils and Dust. Devils and Dust went platinum. Single platinum, which is rare. He's usually hitting that double platinum. Well, yeah, wow. Okay, so at if, least. if Devils and okay, so what about the Seeger Sessions? Platinum, single platinum. Dang, is is Tom Jones? He went on a little the... run. What? No, there's there's more. He went on a little run. There's three. Human Touch and Lucky Town. Nope. Both of them went double platinum, or both of them went platinum. They just went regular platinum. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, like, he only had one double platinum record since. I'm wondering. It's all off. Working on a dream. Did working on a dream go platinum? It went platinum. High hopes. Wrecking Ball and High Hopes are both gold. Hmm. Okay. So his kinda, work. Oh, go ahead. I get it because that's not. It's not as iconic, you know. Well, and and but, also people have been buying albums less in in the era of digital downloads. Well, they do. Uh, they they measure it differently now with plays. Oh, okay. I'm I didn't pre- know that. Okay. Pretty sure. But that's still different. Like people are not going. People are not like headed to the record store the day of release to to drop right. fifteen that's bucks. You know, like that's it's just a different atmosphere now. So Ghost of Tom Joad must be his lowest selling record. Is that right? Uh, I can't see. The, I don't have the exact. I can't find the exact numbers for each one in front of me. But um, Ghost of Tom Joad and Wrecking Ball and High Hopes all win gold. So everything has gone at least gold. Like he's never had just. I mean. I realize like the first two albums are technically considered in real time failures, but they've they've picked it, they've they've caught up. Yeah, well, his current record has not listed yet, and then well, it's only been out for a um, his live recording at the Hammersmith Odeon London Theater seventy five did not rank, which is one of the best. I love that one. Yeah, but they, they didn't really market that. That just that sort of came out on the sly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there there wasn't really any kind of promotion for that. Yeah, and then uh, Springsteen on Broadway's already gone silver in the UK, so it's it's not anything yet, but in the what, US, but 
Which is kind of amazing, it's really. Because <laughs> I mean, really, it, everybody who has Netflix, which I think is most people at this point, uh, yeah. ha- has it for free. You know what I mean? So if people are people have it for free and then are buying the audio on top of that, that's pretty remarkable. Well, a lot of people are listening or streaming it on like Spotify. All right. Well, that's that's fast. We'll we'll have to revisit some of those numbers again, and when we do the yeah. when we do the album by album, we'll we'll talk about sales numbers and like you know ha- we'll, we'll do Absolutely. we'll do a bunch of stuff when we go back through all this stuff. Um, yeah. Sorry for the the. the uh side trail there i just once, once i pulled those up i got i got just super into it <laughs> no this is the right time to do it because we we are kind yeah. of sending this album off and the, like like we said th- this is bruce's best-selling album i mean th- especially yeah. in real time diamond. yeah it went diamond how many how many that means it went platinum 15 times holy smokes that's i think it's 15 it went platinum 15 times so i think that's what diamond is so it, i mean th- this album in, in any in any year that did not have Thriller and Purple Rain in it, this would have been the number one album of the year. You know, like it just yeah. it just happened to also come out the year those two juggernaut records came. Like Thriller, I think and Thriller. And the Dagum Footloose soundtrack. The foot, yeah, the Footloose soundtrack. I mean, Thriller. Which I, is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Is Thriller the highest selling record of all time that isn't a greatest hits album? Because I know the Eagles' greatest hits album is number one, which is, anyway. But um, the fact that we count greatest hits albums in that in that unit or that uh, that metric is stupid but i, I want to say thriller is the highest selling album of all time that isn't like a compilation or a greatest hits album yeah it looks like it so yeah this born in the usa happened to come out in the year that the highest selling album of all time also came out so you know that's that's it just looks, bad it's ranked higher in the list i'm looking at uh, than the eagles is it really yeah oh wow well, that's that's new then, because last I saw it was the Eagles' greatest hits. But anyway, um, all right. So working on the highway, the most recent performance of the song was okay. The most recent actual in real life performance was part of a four song like sort of acoustic set at Madison Square Garden on November the fifth, two thousand eighteen, at the Bob Woodruff or at an at an event called Stand Up for Heroes, put on by the Bob Woodruff Foundation. And Bruce was joined on stage. There were four songs. Bruce was joined on stage with uh, by Eric Church for one and pa- uh, Patty Scalfa for two. So that was technically. And this is one of four songs. Imagine being invited to perform four songs, and this is one of them that you chose. Like it just, you know what I mean? Like Bruce has yeah. a lot of songs that he could do at a benefit for Stand Up for Heroes, and he picks Working on the Highway, which I think Working is silly. But anyway, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that, I'm sure that's a fun. It's a, it's a good icebreaker song, so whatever. But um, anyway, the last time this song was played on a tour with the E Street Band was February 25th, 2017 in Auckland, New Zealand. So it was towards the end of the, the New Zealand-Australia River Tour. There was... I find This is fascinating. I don't know if you, you've heard these early demos, but there was an earlier version of this song that he recorded yeah. for Darkness on the Edge of Town. And the original title of the song was Child Bride. Yeah, that's weird. And have you did you listen to it? Uh, no, I, I haven't found a, a a copy of it. It's at, you can find it on YouTube. You can stream okay. it. Okay, um, but it is the verses are pretty much identical to this. The, the chorus has been changed, but it is set to very sad, low tempo music. It is a I mean, even though the lyrics are the same, it is a very different song. Huh? Yeah. And uh, I it's see it, that. Well, I mean, t- yeah, take these lyrics and make it like a sad, like almost like set it in nebraska and it becomes just like this very like plotting like uh, like it's, it's almost like money it i really don't like it like it really like the music it, if, if you go listen to the to the to the child bride version of the song you really realize like oh the lyrics are, are <laughs> the song is saved by the music <laughs> right by the sort of the jammy 
yeah. uh, 80s bar rock nature of it. Yeah, the lyrics do not hold up on their own. I, I don't, like, you really need the, the rockabilly thing that makes this song what it is in order to make it enjoyable. Because, yeah, like, Child Bride, in my opinion, Child Bride is not a fun song to listen to. I, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> punctuated by the fact that it's called Child Bride. Child Bride, right. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so those are the basic facts. So let's talk music. I mean, we already sort of mentioned like it's rockabilly. It's kind of got like a fun honky tonk kind of thing. It pair it it sits next to Darlington County on the record. Like Darlington Darlington County is track three. Working on the highway is track four. If you go see Bruce live, he will often. In fact, I've seen him do this twice. I've seen him seven times, two times. I've seen him pair these two songs together. Both times I was in New Jersey, and he he will play Darlington County and immediately roll in to working on the highway. Which is kind of funny because both songs are about older men getting involved with underage girls and getting arrested. <laughs> you know, like he's he's kind of working out a theme here, but yeah. uh, but they do pair pretty well together. They're both again kind of rockabilly, um, pretty fun and upbeat considering like what they're saying. Um, joyful in spite of the content. I don't know. Like talk talk to me. I mean, you're an Elvis guy. Tell me what you hear here. Yeah, you you hit it right there. You can definitely feel the um like sort of the TCB band energy in the background there. TCB sort of band, that, tell, for, for the laypersons the, out there, tell, talk to what Elvis' band was the taking care of business band. All right. And any where you're going to blow, everybody's got like a TCB lightning bolt incorporated into their brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we take care of business around here. It definitely has that like Elvis, like knee shake, hip shake, you know, vibe. Yeah, that, he even uh, like vibratos his voice a little bit. If you hear him do it live, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it sounds like an Elvis song. And like uh, live performances of Elvis, sometimes he would get kind of going so fast he would sort of miss the W sound or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the who can don't know how. And so he does that, uh, you know, sort of out of breath because we're going so fast. Well, and even, I don't know, I, I guess he didn't do it when we saw him in Dallas, right? Like you have, you've never seen him do this song? No. When, when he does this song, usually what he'll do is he'll take an acoustic guitar and he'll go stand at the furthest edge of like wherever the, um, the, the, the protrusion from the stage is. So usually like there's like a little lower like um, extension from the stage and he'll go stand on it and he'll stand by himself and do kind of like an Elvis hip shake while yeah. he plays the acoustic to introduce the song. So, I mean, he's, it is overtly an Elvis Presley homage when he does this song live. For sure. I mean, the only thing not uh, sort of Elvis-y is the um, the synth, because uh, even the guitar part's pretty Elvis-y. Well, even the... like like the electric guitar part is is pretty Elvis. It's like it sounds a lot like his 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 band. Even the infatuation with younger <laughs> underage girls is is a little Elvis-y. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the hand claps on the end of the one. Yeah, the infatuation with the younger girl. Also, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, yeah. Part of that little yeah. mixture. Jerry Lewis is very much a part of that, uh, DeSoto County, uh, dudes who were into younger women. I mean, who quite, quite frankly, if Bruce was like, the main character in this song is Jerry Lee Lewis, I think most people would be like, all right, <laughs> that makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. If Jerry Lee Lewis hadn't become a famous musician, he definitely would have ended up like cracking rocks on the side of the road because some, some girl's brothers called the cops. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, I used to live not far from him and I had a coworker who he like pulled a gun on for sure. I've probably told that story here before. You but. have. And I do not doubt it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Old Hernando, Mississippi, man. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who pretty much was always packing. Yeah. And there's like not far from there in between there and South Haven, and South Haven was like this little ranch that, uh, Elvis and Priscilla stayed at. Like they honeymooned at like, but for a long time. So they kind of lived in that same County for a while. Hmm. It's weird. 
Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, there, there's a big Elvis vibe going on here. So he kind of comes in with the. It's. I mean, in in the studio version, it's got the doom, 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 and then you have the. I mean, I, I can't describe it in technical terms, so I just have to like imitate it with my mouth. So that's what I hear. Right. Um, yeah. But it's it's a catchy opening riff, you know, like the where, where the the guitar starts doing the the strum the the strum pattern. Yeah, it's it's just like it sounds like a Telecaster without any effects or anything on it at the beginning, just sort of like uh, on the low strings, and then he comes in and does that uh, on the high strings, and the bass comes in and handles that low end uh, for the guitar, and the guitar just stays up on that high end, and uh, yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, and then live he'll he'll always do that, just him and an acoustic guitar, which is super fun. I re- I'm gonna go ahead and say I really really love the music of this song. I've seen him, I think I've seen him do it three times total, and the. The first time it surprised me how much I enjoyed it because it, it was it was not a song that I ever really like paid much attention to prior to that on the record, and I, I don't really know why it was it had been unremarkable to me. But when I saw him do it live, I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun, and this is I mean this is the closest I will ever come to seeing Elvis Presley, and uh, and it's crazy yeah. fun, and like not until you get into the lyrics are you like, oh, like I don't know if I'm yeah, supposed oh, to, this is I'm dark. not supposed to. <laughs> am I supposed to like this song? <laughs> I've been shaking my booty this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's super fun. It's fun to sing along to in the car, also. But um, yeah. but it's and it's got a straight up chorus, which is uh, not totally unique to the album, but it is relatively unusual for Bruce Springsteen in general as a songwriter. Like, he doesn't usually have like verse chorus verse chorus structure, right? Um, I don't know. T- talk to me. Like what? What else? What music? I feel like there's a lot happening here in the music. Yeah, well, yes and no. It's pretty straightforward the whole time. You just have like your acoustic guitar as snare sort of situation going on. And then you have the drums, you know, boom, kaka, boom, ka, boom, kaka, boom. Ka. And then you got your hand claps on the one ends. You have the synth coming in and sort of like picking up the high part of the guitar, uh, doing the choruses and doing like the offbeat, like the syncopated uh, hits on the synth. Um, I guess the bridge is what you would call it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the saved all yeah. my money part. Yeah, and then there's just like some uh, really straightforward "Born in the USA" melodies, you know, just like it's fast. It's the tempo is very much like the tempo that Elvis shakes his leg to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the way that the drums are played is very much. It's almost like you showed a 15 second clip of Elvis shaking his leg and said, "That song, <laughs> this is the drum part." And Max is like, "All right." Wait, I'm, I don't hear anything. And Bruce says, no, 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 look at this. <laughs> you know, th- there are several songs on this record that you could definitely point to and are like, man, Bruce is really channeling Elvis here. Like, there's this, there's I'm on yeah. Fire, there's Darlington County, all, by the way, songs in which someone gets... There, there's, there's some questions about, like, how old is is the girl we're pursuing here. Um, so, But it, but there there is sort of, like, this recurring rockabilly sort of thing he's, he's aiming at on this record. Yeah, for sure. And it's fun. And, you know, I mean, I, I think... The thing about this this album is, yeah, it had some pretty mega hit sing like it had Dancing in the Dark and it had um, Glory Days and Born in the USA. But I mean, even even the songs that didn't get a lot of radio play are fun. Like this, is, there's not a bad song on this record. I would argue. No, not at all. And uh, I mean, there, there there are people out there. I'm not one of them. There are people out there who would argue that this is actually Bruce's best album. I, I don't think that that's true, but I understand that argument. Like that this, that that is. I don't take issue. I'm not angry if somebody has that position. I don't share it, but I I understand it. You know. Yeah. So I I think that uh, I don't think it's his like 
best record, like critically. I think it's I fully understand why it's his most popular record. Yes. And I also but I also feel like it's a little bit underrated, like sort of critically and by fans. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's become so popular. There's sort of like this write off that fans have about it. In fact, we've heard from people like when we'll talk about one of these songs we, we've had people email us and are like oh i'm so over born in the usa this is this is where bruce sold out or whatever you know what i mean like yeah because this is when he became exciting to the masses yeah i don't know that he sold out he put out a great record and the masses just loved it yeah that's not selling out that's called success yeah that's what he's trying to do he, bruce has been trying to, like have you ever listened to the lyrics of does this bus stop on any second street or it's hard to be a saint in the city like this is what bruce has been trying to do the whole time it's just he had not been able to until this moment you know yeah also if you're pretty invested in somebody like you kind of want him to sell out <laughs> absolutely i'm certainly that's not like, mad that bruce has had a successful 50-year career yeah <laughs> anyway so it, i think i feel like you were saying something though about um, like how? Oh, you, you were saying you were saying there. There's sort. Of, it's almost underrated because because like there's a critical slash fan response to it. That's like this is the popular record. Yeah, well, like it's a little to me. It's like the the general public uh, overrates this record, but the people I talk to the most, uh, Bruce fans, critical musician musical fans, underrate this record a great deal. You know, yeah, absolutely. They're like. Oh, Born to Run is so much better. And Darkness on the Edge of Town is... And, like, I think this record's, like, almost as good as Born to Run. I don't know if I'd go that far. Th- this album does not have Thunder Road on it. Oh, no, it doesn't. That's why it's not as good as Born to Run. Right. <laughs> Nor does it have Jungle Land. Although, I will say... I, I mean, we're not doing the album-by-album album thing, I realize. But I will say, like, My Hometown and Downbound Train, for my money, like, those are strong competitors. Incredible songs. Absolutely. Also, Born in the USA is one of the greatest rock songs ever written. <laughs> I don't from share a that critical opinion. standpoint, and also from a uh, popularity standpoint, it is yeah. I mean, it's well, I mean, it's certainly my daughter's favorite Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, it's a super subversive, the revelations <laughs> of Bruce Springsteen. It's yeah. great. Well, let's uh, let's kind of transition over into lyrics. Let's do it. Take us through it, man. All right. I really I realize again, the, the lyrics here. Are, are elevated by the music because, again, if you go back and listen to the Child Bride cut, it, it, it is not nearly this fun. So yeah. the, the music is really important. So just reading the lyrics, it doesn't sound <laughs> as fun. So uh, the first verse says, Friday night's pay night, guys fresh out of work, which is such a Bruce Springsteen opening line. It's a great first oh, yeah. line for a Bruce Springsteen song. You see a dude with his name and a patch on his gray button-down short-sleeve work shirt. Absolutely. You know? Guys getting off work, just got paid. I got money to burn. See what's going on. It says, yeah, and it's almost like his name is Guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on that patch. Guy's fresh out of work. His first name is Character in a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> All right. Then uh, the next line says, talking about the weekend, scrubbing off the dirt. Some heading home to their families, some looking to get hurt, some going down to Stovall wearing trouble on their shirt. So everybody's making plans. Some looking to get hurt, which is basically like, we're going to go out. Something's going to happen. We may get beat up. We may end up in jail. Who really knows? It's going to be fun. We got money to burn. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> these lyrics, and I'm like, have we done this song before? <laughs> it is actually that line is very similar to what you hear in the in the song Factory. You know, because yeah. there's there's the line about how people are getting off of work and then someone's gonna get hurt tonight. Like yeah. the idea of like there's sort of a, a self destructive nature to what happens to people when they're just cooped up in a in a job that they hate all week long. So anyway, that's the first. Then then it goes into the next part where it says, I work for the county out on 95, which again, man, if you're playing Bruce Springsteen bingo, you're halfway there. Yeah. Then it says, all day I hold a red flag and watch the traffic pass me by. 
In my head, I keep a picture of a pretty little miss. Someday, mister, I'm going to lead a better life than this. So the job that this guy has is he he works on the highway. Spoiler from the title. The guy, he, he says, all day I hold a red flag and watch the traffic pass me by. And we all know what this is. Like, if you've ever sat in traffic and there's like the big barrels or the cones and there's the one guy out there with the hard hat whose whole job it is to like <laughs> turn the stop sign from slow to stop over and over and over again. That's this guy's life. And, uh, and he's standing there, and he's not super into his job. And he says, in my head, I keep a picture of a pretty little miss, and someday he's going to lead a better life than this. So then the chorus is, working on the highway, laying down the blacktop, working on the highway all day long, I don't stop, working on the highway, blasting through the bedrock, working on the highway, working on the highway. So that's a pretty self-explanatory chorus, and it's a good chorus. Any thoughts before I keep going? Nope, it's pretty straightforward, man. <laughs> it really is. It's a very, it's a very straightforward narrative. All right. Yeah. He says, "I met her at a dance down at the Union Hall. She was standing with her brothers, back up against the wall. So already there's this like the the image of this beautiful girl that he wants to woo, but she's like kind of guarded by her brothers. Like that's that should be at a little Union ominous Hall. at the Union Hall. Yeah. Again, like this is from a bygone time. How how long has it been since you went to a dance down at the Union Hall? It's been a while, I assume. Right. I haven't. I haven't either." Um, I think I've been to one of like the VFW though, so I get the picture. Sure, yeah, you can you can sort of imagine it, even if you've never actually been there yourself, which is why these songs are so timeless. But uh, then it says, sometimes we go walking down the Union tracks. One one day I looked straight at her, and she looked straight back. And uh, but in, in when he does this live, it's really fun because like the whole band drops out, and he points and he and he says, and she and she looks straight back. I mean, Bruce has a ton of fun. When he, I I would imagine Bruce has probably performed the song like hundreds and hundreds of times at this point. And anytime you yeah, see him do it, yeah, I had it pulled up somewhere. It was like three hundred and something times or something like that. The, if you go watch him do it in, in on a video, you he's having he looks like he's I don't know if he's actually having this much fun. He looks like this is the first time he's ever done it. He's he's never had more fun in his whole life. It's right, like he's coming up with all this uh, just like right now. Yeah, it, it is it is what he refers to as his magic trick, and so. Um, yep. so anyway, that's the, so one day I look straight at her and she, and she looks straight back. So now they're, they're, in, they're looking at, at one another. They're in love. So then back to the chorus, working on the highway. Then we go into the bridge. I saved up my money and I put it all away. I went to see her daddy, but we didn't have much to say. Son, can't you see that she's just a little girl? She don't know nothing about this cruel, cruel world. And in this particular, we've, we've given Bruce a lot of like grief, I think, for using the phrase little girl when he's wooing somebody. In this particular yeah. instance, it's correct, though, because what we will learn is that when, when, the, when her daddy says she's just a little girl, he, he means it. Like she's not quite old enough to make these decisions on her own because she don't know nothing about this cruel, cruel world. So the thing is, we don't know how old this guy is versus how old she is. It's possible. It's I mean, in the world of like benefit of the doubt, it's possible he's twenty and she's seventeen, right? Like that's possible, right? I guess. Or like I realize in some places the age of con- consent is like sixteen. So maybe he's seventeen and she's fifteen. I don't know. But either way, it is not what what he what he would like to do is not legal without pa- parental consent. So yes. And so the dad very clearly does not give consent because she don't know nothing about this cruel, cruel world. He'd like to protect her. He'd like to preserve her innocence for a little while longer. But it doesn't quite go that way because here we go back into the next verse and it says, we lit out down to Florida. We got along. That's all the right. first problem right there. That's the first mistake. That's right. If you're going to if you're going to light out, do not go down to Florida. <laughs> no, because when, once you hit Florida, the only the, the next stop is jail. That's what we've learned from Bruce Springsteen music at this point. So. Uh, we, we we lit out down to Florida. We got along all right. 
one day her brothers came and got her and they took me in a black and white. So now he's Ooh. going to jail. In a black and white, for, for those who don't understand, a black and white is a police car. So, so the brothers call the cops. Dad sends the brothers down to get her. The brothers call the cops. Uh, it says, the prosecutor kept the promise that he made on that day, to which now I have a thousand more questions. Okay, so he has, he has history with this prosecutor. They've had an interaction. He has been warned about something by this prosecutor. And apparently the promise that w- was made was, the next time I catch you doing, I assume, running out of the state with a little girl, there's going to be hell to pay. So it says the prosecutor kept the promise that he made, to which now I I'm think like, he made like that day. Like, they take him away and the prosecutor says, I'm going to hold you to count for this. And then later on, that gets, you know, because he doesn't go straight to jail to see the judge. Okay, because I, I got, okay. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that, like, he has a run-in. That with, would beg another question. Why the hell would anyone go back to Florida? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the, in the to black and white. To in Florida. Right. Well, so. maybe they, the black and white took him back up to Jersey or, or wherever he, he was before. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. maybe, maybe he's had run-ins with this particular. Maybe he has a history of running out, of, like, leaving the state with underage girls. Like, that's sort of the impression that I got. But maybe not. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this raises a lot of questions. Like that that particular part is not super clear and it's like is this guy like a serial <laughs> like does he do this a bunch? And if so, he needs to be stopped. Like the prosecutor is the good guy in the story if that's the case. So um anyway, so the prosecutor kept the promise that he made on that day and the judge got mad and he put me straight away. I wake up every morning to the work bell clang, which by the that is that part is very Elvisy, where he's like he kind of like leans really heavy into the clang, you know, when he um I wake up every morning to the work bell clang, me and the warden go swinging on the Charlotte County Road gang, working on the highway, laying down the black do- blacktop, working on the highway all day long I don't stop. So really the punchline of this whole thing isn't really about like the child bride, even though that's what the original version of this was. The punchline is this guy has a dead end job. And he like goes off on this adventure to try and like get a better life for himself, and he ends up going to jail, and he ends up doing exactly the same job he was doing before he went to jail. So the, like the whole thing becomes sort of a a commentary about like about sort of the nature of certain types of work. Like we have people in jail who are basically doing the same work as people out of jail, and we're we're expecting certain like we're expecting the people out of jail to like build a life for themselves. You know what I mean? Like. So, something is very wrong with a picture like this. I mean, that that is sort of like the the dark irony of the song is that the guy goes to jail and ends up having the same job that he did before. Yeah, so not unlike Darlington County, the narrator of this song is kind of a putz. It's hard to feel sorry for him because he kind of he's kind of the master of his own fate, and he kind of yeah, he sort of earned his way to where he ended up. Yeah, especially again, especially if we can assume that this has happened before, and like, what's the judge so mad about? Like, maybe it's because the judge has seen this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Again, we're I'm making some assumptions here, but. Yeah. So th- all that to say, like the guy, the guy has only himself to blame for his his terrible situation. He he does not have only himself to blame for the fact that the best job he can get prior to the beginning of the song is working on the highway. But all the other right. things that happen in the song are kind of his own doing. You know, like the fact that he ends Very up in jail. Much. Yeah. So um, so anyway, it's it's an interesting sort of song. It has sort of a dark irony to the end of it, and it's all sort of coded in this very fun kind of rockabilly honky tonk song. Yeah, hey, you guys want to have some fun? Let me tell you a story about a guy and a girl who fell in love. And then he went and asked her daddy. He said, hey, I work hard. Can I marry your girl? And he said, no. And so they ran off anyway, and now he's in jail. Wasn't that a great story? <laughs> That's a good story, Bruce. Wasn't tell that us fun? 
Didn't uh, we have a blast? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Well, and I love also the final line before the chorus, me and the warden go swinging on the Charlotte County Road Gang. That that to me sort of, it's a little bit evocative of Jailhouse Rock. You know, like he's in jail, but he's also like singing and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, again, like a, an Elvis reference. So he, he does sort of make fun out of it, but it's also a very dark song, you know, content wise, at least. So I don't know. It's it. It's good because it does sort of like blend these two very different sorts of sensibilities into a song that coheres pretty well, I think. Uh, I know a yeah. lot of people really have a hard time with this song, specifically because of the uh, statutory rape of it all. But, you know. Oh, for sure. And it, and that, I mean, that's a dark piece of subject matter that Bruce doesn't, like, he, he visits it more than once on this record. But that said, I think the, the larger thing that he sang with the song is very interesting. But I, I totally, I do not blame anybody for having like really really strong feelings about like never wanting to hear the song again specifically because of the underage girl situation yeah other thoughts man this is a super straightforward song it's just like bruce bingo everybody's <laughs> working hard everybody's falling in love everybody's breaking their parents rules everybody's going to jail everybody's going uh to jail. everybody's still working hard Go, people are going can't to florida escape the, can't escape the grind yeah driving to florida and maybe uh, that's it it's sort it's sort of like the sisyphit uh Sisyphean yeah, sort Sisyphean. of myth of like trying to get a better life and only ending up like like farther back than where you started. I almost uh, corrected you and said Sisyphusian. <laughs> that can't and I was be like, right. No, 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 Sisyphean. Sisyphean is right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sisyphean. Sisyphean. I don't know. I mean, in spite of the content, I do, I do enjoy this song. I've and having heard him do it three times. Like the last time I saw him in Jersey, he did this, and and there was a part of my brain that was like. I'd be fine with it if he did a different song right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he did at, at that show he did he, he he did two pairings that were pretty typical. He did Out on the Street and Hungry Heart. And then he also right. did uh Darlington County and Working on the Highway. And I'm like, man, these are four songs that he has played a bunch all together. And like I you know, I d I don't necessarily need to hear more of this. So like next time I'm at a show, if I don't know. I don't know. Now, I don't want to say, like, next time I'm at a show and he does this, I might go to the bathroom. But because, you know, I don't want to miss a minute. But at the same time, like, if I need to go to the bathroom, this this might be where I go. Just because, like, I don't, you know, I think I've heard it en- enough at the live shows. I I haven't seen it, so I, I'm definitely going to watch it just because the back-to-back it's fun. pairing. You know, sometimes two songs just have to be played with each other. Yeah, and, and he definitely does that a lot with Darlington County in this song. It is complicated, and again, I, I understand that people have very strong negative reactions to this because of the nature of the, the subject matter. But rest assured, Child Bride was much worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, one of the reasons I haven't looked sought the original out too uh, hard was I just didn't want to Google Child Bride a bunch. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you want to protect your Google history as best you can. I mean, I, I I know we've talked about how like Russ Bartlett has has mentioned, and I I I, I tend to share this with him, like his uh, his read on on the song Fire. That it's a little bit, you know what I mean? Like it has sort of like that consent question mark kind of situation going on and. Uh, and I understand that there are people that have re- negative reactions to that in the same way they have negative reactions to this. And um, that is totally understandable. Right. That said, the music of the song is a whole lot of fun. It's pretty banging. Yeah. So, with that said, how many trips down to Florida would you give this song? I think I'd give it three and a half. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a four. Yeah, I figured you were going to be a little higher than me on this one. Yeah. I I think I love the music. Lyrics and melody deliverance don't necessarily do a whole lot for me but the, the the performance of it is is exciting and i enjoy that i i'm gonna go ahead and say if the lyrics were a little bit 
less of what they are. Like I, I've I gave um, this song reminds me a lot of uh, from Small Things Big Things One Day Come, and yeah. that, that's one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. But I think that's because I think I like the story a little bit better in that song than I like the one in this one. And and I I do sort of get the creeps from uh, like this this main character and like the point of view, but. But at the same time, like I, I do enjoy the music. I, I think I think it, this clever sort of situation where the guy ends up like the end of the song and the beginning of the song are the same, even though he's in jail at the end, and um, just sort of the dark irony of how he ends up there and all, like yeah. basically like the commentary on like a, the the notion of having a dead end job and it being sort of the same thing as being in prison. I think I think all of that is really smart. I just you know the child bride aspects of it do kind of I, I don't love that so. If, yeah, if the story and, I mean the guy gets it to come up and you know that's true. about murders too. So yeah, that's and true. They get their comeuppance, which I mean maybe and I I do enjoy that in Darlington County. Like I I enjoy that Wayne ends up handcuffed to the bumper of a state trooper's Ford. The music and sort of the sensibility of it I like, but but yeah the the pers- the point of view character troubles me. So I, that it loses a point for that. I think if I if I like the story better, I, it would have been a five because the music for me is totally a five. But for sure. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So you're three and a half. I'm a four. All right. Well, that was super fun. And we're done with Born in the USA, JB. We are done. Say goodbye to that red bandana and that absolutely perfectly posed um, booty. I think it's actually a ball cap. It's an old faded ball cap. You're right. It is an old faded ball cap because he puts it on in the Glory Days video. Yeah. I thought it was a bandana. For a long time. That tends to be sort of the the misconception, I think. I, I mean, my, I just made that misconception. Well, even more than a bandana, for when I was a kid, I thought it was uh, all my like grandfather's oil rags for a while were red. And if you see photos of him from this tour, he has a bandana around his head. So like there is sort of like that you kind of have in that in your memory, you know, from. Yeah, ba- bandanas have been in, in and around the E Street Band for a long time. For sure. It's a big part of the, of the whole thing. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And... We have a little bit of bittersweet news for you because we are going to go on hiatus for a couple of weeks. JB and his wife, April, are uh, probably, by the time this gets to your ears, they very well may already have a new baby. Likely, when you listen to this, it will be my last weekend with only one child. Okay. So. But, uh, yeah, if you're any any amount behind on the podcast, when you hear this, I have a daughter. Well, congratulations, my friend. We're all very excited. (laughs) Everybody out there in alphabetical Springsteen land, I know it was very excited. Yes, we're so, excited too. So with that in mind, we are going to take a couple of weeks off so JB can spend some time with uh, his new baby girl and uh, get rest whenever whenever he has the opportunity to do so. Yes. I assume there's some... Are you, I, I assume you're, you're still like deep in the nesting phase because last time I talked to you, you were like redoing all your floors, I think. Yeah, so I redid the floors, renovated the bathroom because we had some dry rot. Didn't want the baby to fall through the bathroom floor, so we got that fixed. Nice. Uh, when the baby gets up and, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you don't, you don't right. just like tripping. Or like when I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, don't want to fall through the floor and then have a baby crying while I'm stuck. Yeah. So yeah. now we're getting rid of stuff and putting out the baby stuff. We thought we had we thought we had like five weeks. But we have like two. So yeah. So hi- we're uh, what? Oh, I was just gonna say yeah. The hiatus is coming a little earlier than we expected it to, but that right. means we'll be back earlier than we had expected to. So yes. we we don't have an exact time frame, obviously, because as we record this, April is still pregnant, and there's there's a lot that we don't know. So hopefully we won't be gone for too long. We we hope to be back in your feed sometime in, in I don't what, say mid August maybe. Oh, for sure. Okay, because I mean I don't know if y'all realize this. 
we're midway through the W's. We are we are closing in on the end of our first run of episodes. So uh, we we will yeah, definitely. Yeah, we kind of thought we were going to be done with these before the baby came, but we are going to miss a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> well, I, we, I don't think we would have made it anyway. There's there's more than I thought there were towards the end. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So we we still have to. So we're gonna we're gonna take some hiatus. We'll come back. We'll finish out the the first round of episodes. We'll get through Zero and Blind Terry. Then we will catch up on some other stuff, maybe take another short break, and then we'll come back in and do do lap two, where we hit all the Western Star songs, yeah. the songs from the chapter and verse, and hopefully, may, I mean, it's there are rumors that there's going to be another box set released sometime before the end of the year. I don't know if that I don't think that's been fully confirmed yet. But if it and does, there's another album coming out next year. That's true. Yeah. So we, we we're trying to sort of figure out what all that's going to look like before we, we can yeah. fully definitively plan the second lap. So anyway, there's a lot of things we don't quite know, but the thing we do know is JB and April are going to go have a baby. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back. And when we get back, we're going to, we're going to be back in your feed with the song worlds apart. So everybody have a good rest of your July and JB, any final thoughts before we, you know, we send you off to paternity leave. Don't go, don't go to Florida without, you know, a good reason <laughs> and, a, and a plan. There, you can you can do some good things in Florida, but you can also do a lot of bad things. Do not commit crimes and run off to Florida, or don't run off to Florida and then commit crimes. Also, if you're bored, Google your birthday and the words Florida man. <laughs> that's what JB fun. would be doing when he's up it's at a, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's exactly right. It's a super fun exercise. I got uh, some story about a dude who, something about an alligator. I don't know. He did like some crimes with an alligator. I forget exactly what happened, but that was what happened the last time I did that. So it's a fun little way to spend your uh, Florida man. That's excellent. That's everybody. That, that's what we'll all be doing while you're yeah. while you're spending time and bonding with your baby girl. So uh, much love to JB, April, Shep, and baby girl Clark. Have we announced the name yet, or are we not doing? Uh, I think we're going to Austin. Hey, all right. So JB, April, Shep, and Austin. That's great. So everybody to, in the Clark family, stay happy, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, enjoy your, your family time, and we'll be back in the feed sooner than later with Worlds Apart. So everybody have a great couple of weeks. JB, take care. We'll see you soon. All right. And we'll, we'll see, see everybody soon. very soon.